Rachel growing up with Erin. We are still in the midst of spooky season. Yep, that's what I did there. Alright, so of course Lisa and I love to talk about these spooky things, especially when they're nostalgic from the 80s and 90s. You know us by now. Maybe you don't. Maybe this is the first episode you're listening to. Who knows? If it is, thanks for joining us. If it isn't and you're here because you really like listening to us, thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate you. Alright, so if you are here in sequential order, you would know that the last episode was Growing Up with Jason Voorhees, which means this episode is Growing Up with Freddy Krueger. So, of course, we're going to talk about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And, of course, we've still got Sir Stephen Rice tagging along. We know Sir Stephen Rice from his podcast, Sunshine Stephen and Murder Mondays. You can check those out at wherever he's got his podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, all the podcasts, Google Podcasts. You know what you're doing. You're here. You know what's up. Anyway, so... Let's go ahead and get right to it, and let's find out what it was like for me growing up with Freddy Krueger. but I don't want to do it because I'm actually scared now. Oh, get over it. <laughs> Freddy Krueger's terrifying. Don't be a crybaby. It is a pretty gnarly lullaby, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, Freddy was probably one of the first scary movie characters, monsters that I remember seeing as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, with the knives for fingers, uh, this, this, the sweater and the hat, the fedora hat, like, and this, like, why? Why do you gotta make him look like that? And be like, he also looks like he should have been on like this year's like Abercrombie like cover. Is that a thing? (laughs) No, I don't know where you're going. I don't know which. I don't know which Freddy Krueger you saw. The one I saw. I'm going off that. It was definitely not going to be seen in an Abercrombie unless uh, somebody dreamt about that and was killed by a like a. I don't know. Clothing hook. Like a Harry Styles version of a Freddy Krueger. Ew. <laughs> don't, don't do my Harry Styles like that. <laughs> I feel like that's that's an insult to both of them. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. No. No. But yeah, so Robert Englund, Freddy Krueger, terrifying. but So good. Um, I don't remember being as terrified of Freddy Krueger as I was other things as a child. So for some reason I was able to find the camp and humor in Nightmare at an early age. Not I. No. I was petrified. I was like, I don't want to sleep. Oh. I'm I like, swallow. you literally like, that to me is so scary. Because Jason, if I hide, fight, you right. know, I have somewhat of a chance, but if I can't even sleep... In the dream world where it's mm-hmm. like he's the dream master, like yeah, like, 
What the hell are dreams, anyway? Mysteries. Incredible body hocus pocus. The truth is, we still don't know what they are or where they come from. No fun. Well, it was, an, it was also an interesting way to do a story about the boogeyman. Mm. Like, you know, creepy. Well, and it's just that, that the fear of being out of control of your own mind. Right, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like that's, the that's, one thing you think you can control. And you right, that's some cannot. psychological trauma. Right. Like, don't go to sleep. Freddy's gonna get you. Yeah. And I think it was refreshing, too, that it's... Because you think of, like, Halloween, a butcher knife. You think of Jason, machete, and stuff like this is kind of an inventive way of an inventive weapon for a killer yeah. to have yep. finger knives for or finger knives <laughs> knives for fingers <laughs> get it yeah you know they're interchangeable yeah. yeah the the i don't even think for me that it was like the the whole being a burn victim thing it was it was the the glove yeah I was like, mm. when, like when he drags it against the wall Ugh, or the when the pipes, like it's all steamy yeah. and then there's the dragging on the pipes and the walls and yeah, <laughs> just hits different, man. <laughs> yeah, there's something about a guy with knives for fingers and a fedora hat and a torn up red Christmas sweater. Yeah. And, Christmas sweater. And he's been cooked up pretty good and left out on, um, the grill too long or something yeah um, yeah but he deserved every every oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, every no, burn we're not yet the springwood slasher that's what they called me hey, i will say to your point though he definitely did get more campier as the series and again it's it's different from Halloween well, he, or Jason or anything like because Robert England actually gets to talk. So right. <laughs> right? He gets to have personality. Yeah. Like he's and gonna they, kill you, but he's gonna, you know, he's gonna make fun of you the whole time. It's time to put this bad dog to sleep. Yeah. Or have some weird twisted sexual humor. They opened up such an interesting way of being able to do the kill scenes too, because they are in a dream world, so that gave them different ways to kill people than just like, like stab. oh, slit throat, stab, yeah. uh, you know. Infinite possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, this way it's so many more interesting ways. And of course, in the 80s, they were trying so many different new, like, special effects that... Mwah. Right, yeah. chef's kiss. Yes. <laughs> uh, so magnifique, eh? Um, but... Uh, that they just continued to move, make more movies and it just kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder and we kept watching them and delighting in them like i can't remember like the first and second one as well as so i remember watching the third one because i think that's the next most iconic out of the series. Oh yeah, Dream Warriors. Dream yeah. Warriors. I mean, that's so eighties intensified. With I mean, Pat- Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. I love her. Love her. Terrible actress at the time. She was not a very good. Actress. <laughs> she didn't come back with the sequel either. 
like, I'm not going to, okay, I don't want to, like, sit here and disparage her, but that's not what I'm about on this podcast. But uh, I want to say is, like, you could tell she was a very young new actress, and this was a very campy, weird, cheesy script that she was, like, having to try and do, like... I That's what they all say, though. Right. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is iconic queer film, though. <laughs> There's a whole documentary on it and how that poor actor, his career basically went to shit because he was gay. But, like, the whole premise is a young teenage boy who feels different and finally a grown man with claws comes out of him yeah yeah there's a whole subtext to it of gay like it's a whole it's basically a metaphor for coming out (laughs) it is a horror movie you can't I mean, I guess, I guess it seems plausible, but it just seems like such a reach. Like you're really gonna have to dissect for that, you know? Like and I people think- have, they literally have made so many things on it. I mean, just the the way that him and his best friend interacted with each other in that movie, I was like, mm. right, like, mm. yeah, fuck him. <laughs> like, <it's- laughs> Let's, let's see. But I, I must say that the first, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, to me, has the best kills in it and <laughs> is the scariest of all of them. Because, like I said, it, it started to get wonky. Well, it was the yeah. first one was terrifying. When I actually watched it, was able to understand the story arc, you know, the storyline of it all. It was terrifying to the fact that these kids are suffering for what these parents did. And they can do nothing to stop it. And the parents are not believing them. And it's just terrifying. Like It's like, oh my God, this is real life. Parents hate us. Like it was, yeah. There's a bit, there's a serious undertone to the Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. saga as far as right. like, you know, him being a pedophile and him being, you know. And which it's and yeah, there was always like, not explicitly said in the original but i remember the remake and i don't want to jump too ahead like they flat out were like oh no he's molesting children and i was like and killing them yeah and killing them i was like and that was in the remake in like what 2009 i think yeah when came out 2009 2010 yeah it's it was oh god it was awful um they uh is that that the one one with the new freddy the new freddy with the like yeah half the face missing yeah the only thing I was excited about was Katie Cassidy was in that movie. I love Katie Cassidy. Um, she was the friend that died in it. She's a blonde girl, of course. Uh, but she, anyways, that one, uh, say, I mean, I, I think the way they updated the story to really focus on the pedophile side of it was probably more terrifying than the story arc of it all, like anything else. Because it's like, in so many ways, I like it makes it worse how he's still haunting these mm-hmm. children. You know, makes it even worse because, like, I think it was only like implied in the original movies. I don't think they ever actually 
right. said it like they did in the new remake. And that was what was creepy because these kids were actually like the kids that were um, molested and abused. Yeah, like the Nancy, the written remake, she was, they were all like black, a lot of them blacked it out from the trauma of it all. And so mm-hmm. it was just really an interesting, interesting. And then uh, with the, the big like craft book, like the scrapbook of all of the. Oh, yeah, all the. Kitty yeah, yeah, the the yeah. trophies. Ugh, bleh, yeah, bleh. it's just it's so interesting because be like this is I think this is one of the reasons, and that could be a whole other conversation for people why sometimes people, especially in like my generation or our generation, at least I suppose, that are getting more upset and worried about the remakes always happening because of all the like more intensified stuff they put in things now. Like it's like. I still see like the original Nightmare on Elm Street movies are what they are. We talk when we talk about any other Nightmare on Elm Street, we talk about that's the remake that was made in 2010. So yeah. that's a different telling of the story, and I don't think that we're that. Anyway, we'll not get onto a whole. Okay, thing. so obviously both of us, all three of us, the Johnny Depp kill <laughs> was yeah. the geyser. Yeah. Nothing will get better than that. And how can it, how can it, how, what can top that? Because I don't know about you guys, but I, I've had two uncles with those giant, stupid waterbeds. Waterbeds. I had one. Of course you did. Well, you know, and the the fact that it just like, I don't know. I don't even think his was, yeah, his was a waterbed. I don't think it was. Oh, I thought it was. There was one where there was a waterbed. His might not have been. I think okay. there was another movie where there was a waterbed in that same situation later. I think yeah. they did that, re-upped it with the waterbed. And I know what you're saying, Lisa, 100%. But this one, it was, he just got... Got pulled. sucked into the mattress. The mattress, yeah. It was but more... the geyser. Yeah, and then yes. the blood geyser came through like a hole just through the mattress. like Yeah. Fun fact (laughs) of how they did that. They actually, yeah, they used the same set for Tina's death and Glenn's death. It was basically a room that rotated. So when Tina's getting dragged, the actress is really just like going from ceiling to floor and stuff because it's turning. And they only had one one take for Glenn's death. So they said, we're going to have to tip it over and all the blood's going to shoot out and then they would just flip it to make it look like it was a geyser um but they said it was super heavy and could have really hurt them and it was like they were really doing it for the art because yeah that's a lot but also a lot of blood too i was like so a lot of corn syrup (laughs) literally like oh yeah and tina's death too i feel like is very iconic it was kind of the um, and it's funny because they're both Wes Craven, but kind of the Drew Barrymore before Drew Barrymore's death and scream, where I thought she was going to be the main girl oh, because she's okay. in the beginning and she's Drew yeah. Barrymore. Yeah, and then boom, she's gone, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, J.K. Nancy, you, usually the pretty blonde girl's the one that they put in front and center." Yeah, but they're like, "Nope, Nancy's so here." You, 
you just brought up Tina's. So let's just talk about Tina's then quickly here. So that was from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So both uh, the first kill for the Nightmare series and the most infamous, Tina is stabbed by Freddy in her nightmare. He drags Tina on her bedroom's ceiling before dropping her lifeless body on her bed. This iconic kill scene was filmed in a rotating set without CGI, mystifying viewers. Uh, fun mm-hmm. fact, this scene was inspired by the classic Hollywood musical star Fred Astaire's ceiling dance from Royal Wedding. It's also listed by New York Magazine's entertainment site Vulture as one of the hundred scary scares that shape horror. That tracks. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, yeah. I remember that scene. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. I've seen I've seen the first one so many times, though. Yeah, I think like, that's the one I've seen the most. <laughs> yeah, that one and I and Dream Warrior. Maybe it was Dream Master. Both of I them. Both the Dream ones are beautiful with their like eighty synthesized music. Yeah. The um, the death that I the 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 what's her face with the pocket knife, the drug addict. Oh yeah, 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 and her all her little tr- bird track marks. So, so you're talking about the um, Karen from Is that uh, her name? Bird? Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about Karen, a recovering drug addict that gets into a knife fight with Freddy, showing no fear as she stabs him. However, when Freddy reveals his fingers have turned into drug-filled syringes, she slips into her fear, immediately giving him the power to transform her arms' track marks into her little mouths um, hungry for the drugs. It's so creepy. Slowly killing her, leaving those with a fear of needles cringing at the edge of their seats. Oh my god. I don't have a fear of needles, but I kind of feel like if I watch that scene now, I might. The only other movie that has a needle scene that creep, like, is like, for me, is... uh, uh, Saw, Saw two, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I knew you were gonna. Yes, that. Oh, oh, I just get chills thinking about it. Yeah, I, I would not do. It. I would be like, I'm tapping out. I'm done. Good luck, Jigsaw. Because I, yeah, yeah, I'm taking my juice box and I'm out of here. Literally. Have you seen Saw two, Aaron? No. Homegirl gets thrown to a pit of needles, like open syringes. Yeah, yeah, like used. I, she I, was a she was a drug addict. I'm good. I don't need any. I don't need any more. Yeah, I'll that. send you the clip. <laughs> oh, we're good. We don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah, it's that scene actually um, is what kind of started me to be turned off by the Saw movies. Like I just call it torture porn. Yeah. <laughs> Let's save that for when we talk about Saw. Okay. <laughs> okay. I could just do this all night, you guys. Like, oh my god. Okay, so then I put in this one because it's from the Dream Master. Um, it's the Debbie Roach Motel one. 
Oh, um, yeah. Considered by many as the grossest kill of the Nightmare series, there are visual similarities between this scene and their and other iconic horror scenes. For instance, Debbie's slow and painful transformation into a cockroach resembles the werewolf transformation in an American werewolf in London. Audience cannot help but to feel Debbie's pain and cringe as her arms fall off, unveiling cockroach legs. Also, like the fly, the viewers see and hear an insect's human hybrid spine chilling call for help, knowing that they cannot be saved. After seeing Freddy squish Debbie to death in the Roach Motel, you will not be able to look at a bug trap the same way again. <laughs> Okay. I loved that. I thought that scene was funny. I know. It's just like when you read it out there, like, it's just like, oh my God, it gets worse. <laughs> like, I, I remember that. I remember seeing it. Like, that's why I picked that scene to talk about because, it's like, it's one of the most ridiculous, too. That's what I'm talking about with when you have a franchise that lets you do that kind of thing in the dream world. That's the kind of stuff you can do. Mm. Right. And since it's a dream world, nobody really questions it. Yeah. Right? Like, that's totally normal. Right, exactly. like, and people are entertained by it and it becomes iconic because now it doesn't matter that was one of the worst um, rated nightmare movies but it was like worse this. I don't think it was the worst it was one it was down there rated low that's rude <laughs> right I feel like it's all you know it's all, it's it's all, all spe speculative yeah like who made that relative. list relative yeah <laughs> Um, uh, that's like the scene where the girl is dreaming about her mom yelling at her for being a pig and eating too much. Oh and yeah! Then she's inside the refrigerator. What the? I don't remember which one it is. Yeah, they all start it's, living together. They do. They do. You just you remember the kill, not oh, the not yeah. the plot. I think it's the <laughs> it's same. Always one. about the kill, not the actual day. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the kill shot. Um. I think it's the same one where the kid is riding the motorcycle and the <gasps> handlebars like fuse to his hands. Like, yeah, that's one of my favorite. I have that one too. here. I have that one here somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, here it is. Uh, the Dream Child uh, movie in '89. Uh, so it's Nightmare um, on Elm Street Five. As Dan tries to escape Freddy on a motorcycle, the motorcycle is really Freddy in disguise. The motorcycle takes over Dan, painfully stabbing itself into his limbs, face, and hands, absorbing his blood and making him part of the motorcycle. A kill so gruesome it was heavily edited by the MPAA, Motion Picture of America Association, in the original film debut. However, the controversial kill can now be seen unedited in all of its horrific glory. Yeah. Girl. Why? Because why not? Go I big mean, or go home. But that's okay. And so terrifying as it is, I like to admire the creative minds that came up behind that to come up with something like that. Terrifyingly creative minds, but mm -hmm. nevertheless. Agreed. I love twisted people. That's them's my peeps. 
it's like the, the dream warrior scene when the they the guy that likes marionettes oh, oh my yeah. god and they Ooh. like yeah oh that one gets yeah. me. that one that gets one me. yeah yeah veins and tendons and i think the funny slash also sounds like it would be painful uh the one i think it's in dream warriors too where he is a television and he says welcome to prime time bitch <laughs> and then puts her head through the television yeah, right. yes that's the yep. pink one right there lisa jennifer the television there oh, yeah. yeah welcome to prime time bitch literally it's so funny it is However, and like and that's like you know we're saying they just get campier, campier, and campier. And, yeah and then this yep. one says However, this kill could also count as two kills in one as Jennifer starts to drift to sleep while watching a television interview between famed talk show host Dick Cavett and actress Jaja Gabor. Dick turns into Freddy, about to kill Jaja, but the screen goes static. Then Freddy slams Jennifer's head into the screen, shocking her to death. A kill that worked perfectly with the bulky electronics of the era. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't do that these days with flat yeah. screen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just turn around and look at you and be like, fuck. That, <laughs> that was a $4,000 TV. Yeah, like, <laughs> for that. Oh my God. I the gash in my head just because you hit me with it, but ow. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh. The yes. dream child, that one's creepy too. Like that. that that's, well, that's the motorcycle one, but just the whole premise whole of concept. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Nightmare on Elm Street series was terrifying as it was because of the fact that he could kill you in your dreams, and yeah, that's a pretty terrifying, like vulnerable place to be. You know, it's hard to fight back until those Dream Warrior movies in the later '80s when. Gosh, yeah. You know, you got some good 80s music in the background showing it a good because, you know, you have to have that montage where they have the training montage where they can't fight Freddy. Yes. Loved it. Can um, we can we talk for a minute about Freddy versus Jason? That's where we're going to, girl. I had to search the bowels of hell, but I found someone. Someone who make them remember. I need you to go to Elm Street. The children have been very bad on Elm Street. Welcome to my nightmare. Not strong enough yet. Well, I will be soon enough. Until then, <laughs> I'll let Jason have some fun. Freddy versus Jason. Place your bets. That's amazing. Let's talk um, about the fact that how long did we wait for that? All of the years. Um, yeah. I'm uh, actually kind of glad that it came out when it did. Same. same. I loved it. Oh, I but loved it too. I, I was yeah. saying it could be an unpopular opinion, but I loved that movie. Um, I think it's had mixed reviews, but it, it, I mean, I think it turned into a cult classic. Like, yeah. Focus like overnight. Yeah. And I, I, freaking love i think i saw that movie in theater like six times yeah i just i remember one of my favorite scenes is when the drunk high school kid like pours his beer on jason (laughs) (laughs) what 
<laughs> I like the girl in there. She's like, um, like, uh, oh, um, I thought you quit smoking. She's like, well, I only smoke when I drink now. And she's like, yeah, but you're always drinking. She's like, so yeah, I'll work on that next. Yeah. Oh, just a hot mess. Just yeah. a hot mess, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then she goes up to have some good old-fashioned sex with that one guy who gets killed by Jason right away by slammed in an accordion of that, like, flip yeah. in. Yeah. Don't have sex. Ex- Don't exactly. Have sex. Especially and, Jason's know. in, like, if Jason's on Elm Street, you j- you know it's bad, but he, it's not like they knew it, I suppose. Right. <laughs> I love how Jason got yeah. summoned to go because all Freddie wanted was for them to remember so he could be like, okay, you you can't unleash a beast like Jason and think you're gonna control that motherfucker. You can't. Right. Yeah, he's like, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then suddenly you have competition, like he's killing all of your prey. And so all the people that you are empowering you even come back or starting to die off. So it's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, every time he tries to grab one, it's just <laughs> s- smoke. Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah. That's it's like, ah, he's just so mad. She's like, that was food. Yeah. I think Freddie only killed one person in that movie. Well, he got the, the kid with the van. Oh yeah. So maybe too. That Wait. was a really like the, he was the, in the one bathroom. where he yeah the bathroom I remember yeah, where he burns one. Freddy's I back think, yeah I think out of the back. main I think out of the main crew of like the main group of kids that were set, but I think he might have killed like some side pieces I like to call them side pieces side pieces <laughs> yeah some some background characters yeah um. Yeah. It's harder for Freddy to kill background characters. Like Jason can go just killing like random like neighbors and people who don't even mat- matter to the story arc. But like Freddy can't really just do that because he has he'd have to get into everyone's mind at the same time. Right. That's uh, the um two the, s- the scene with he had two kills. That's it. <laughs> just two. Yeah, the guy uh, in the bathroom and then Lori's unnamed mother who he stabbed to death in the flashback. Uh, Weird. Otherwise, it was Jason that did all of the kills? Yep. That's that makes crazy. sense, though. That makes sense. Because, I mean, Jason was essentially, he, I mean, he was the thing that sent out because Freddie got into his mind too, because that's all right. Can we talk about how Kelly Rowland got to give Jason CPR? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she drops the F slur. <laughs> yeah. Or, okay, can we talk? so random. And her talk- death was awful. <laughs> it really was. It really was. And also, what Freddie says to her. Ooh, oh, dark yeah. Meat. Like, yeah. How did that get past some of it? Yeah. I was like, can you imagine? Oh. Imagine today. No. Canceled. <laughs> oh. One hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean and rightfully so. Like that's a sh- sh- kind of a Yeah, it was very but that was such a lackluster kill. Like I never understood. Like she just got whacked with machete and then flew. Like, cause that's normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Also, this is the first movie where they said 
out of nowhere now Jason's afraid of water when he's been literally swimming and in water and every other Friday night just about and I'm like yeah. okay mm, plot twist yeah <laughs> just fill those other holes with <laughs> they, they have to have some kind of a vulnerability at some point uh, his, uh, Achilles heel yeah. yeah and I mean I guess water makes sense because of the whole drowning thing apparently yeah. almost drowning yeah 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 well, see, like, because Freddie had that barrier where he could only get them if they were dreaming, like, only. So, like, that, and that was why, like, they had to bring him in, like, every, 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 every movie that they're all thinking, we need to bring him into our world because that's the only place that, like, he doesn't have power, obviously. Like, he still got those knife fingers, though bring him in here and he's still pretty freaking dangerous mm -hmm. but he's pretty scrawny i feel like i could take robert england yeah <laughs> especially now he's, he's a little scrappy yeah. getting up can we game. also talk about how badass lori is in that which i feel like is funny because her name's lori but at the very end when she chops his head off and she says yes she just owns him <clears throat> i thought that was great uh, yes she rose to the occasion she really did though she she was oh my really gosh will my boyfriend from forever ago i know i was like i never gave up on you the the drama the teen drama of it all was beautiful yeah i mean because very we were well kind of, we were leaving the age of the 90s and early 2000s like teen drama area like dawson's creek buffy all that stuff she's all that so like we were all attached to that kind of a story um, to being told so it was very yeah. good for us and it was like kind of a send-off for freddie and jason for us that grew up with them since we were children as our terror terrorist and monsters mm -hmm. um well, it it oh go ahead i was just say the way it was cast you know you've got mm -hmm. the snotty girl the the um party emotionally girl. damaged party girl um, the nerd, the jock, the stoner, like they had all their bases covered yep. and the nice girl survived. She yeah. was the, f the nice girl was the final girl who didn't have sex. That's right. <laughs> That's Gosh, right. Nope. They didn't. Oh, okay. They waited. They probably did afterwards. <laughs> right? They're like, wasn't there, now. wasn't there a deleted scene or something where they were like, yeah, they were going to, and then all of a sudden, Freddie showed up. Yeah, I checked that out. I don't know, probably. But yeah, oh my God. Freddie versus Jason. Freddy Krueger. Jason Voorhees. Those two monsters of dark Shaped child. my childhood horror movie obsession. It's interesting, yeah. And The Exorcist. No. <laughs> <laughs> just throws that in I was, there. Well, I was that like, was I was, I was unreasonably right. young when I saw that movie. Probably it like you cool. with Friday or um, with Nightmare. Yeah, like, I was unreasonably cool. young. Like my it cousin says, so irrelevant. My, <laughs> my cousin said, "You better not tell your mom I let you watch this." I was mm -hmm. that young. <laughs> we all have those cousins that are like watch the best this. cousins. Yeah, yeah. The I don't remember. I think I saw The Exorcist when I was a teenager. So. Um, but yeah, so um, it was nice to go down those memories with oh my God, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees, and just this was thinking great. 
the campiness of the 80s is just so nice to think about because there are some delightful memories from those movies from watching those movies with my brothers and my mom and just some plus some of us weren't even around in the 80s so it's just nice to right the 80s were so you know like (laughs) no honestly i'm over it we're we're kind of past that. Like we've accepted that. Um, but oh, speak for I'm yourself. That, I'm that <laughs> Lisa's like, whoa. In, no, I'm saying that we, as in the royal we, like I'm, <laughs> we've we've accepted our fate. Oh as God. an aged, decrepit woman. <laughs> um, Shut your whore mouth. Yeah, we should, you should check out our top ten uh, Tom favorite '80s cartoons. We just did Stephen. Oh really, yeah, it's really funny. I don't make cartoons like they used to. They don't. Um, but they also don't make horror movies like they do. They True. used to. And like I'm telling you, there's something glorious about like how they were able to use the sets in so many ways. Like the Johnny Depp death scene in Freddy. The um, oh, we didn't even talk about New Nightmare. Oh my God, we didn't, did we? I sort of think of it as a nightmare in progress. Wait a second. Now let me get this straight. You're having nightmares about Freddy? As in me? No. It isn't you. He's scarier. Now that the films have ended, the genie's out of the bottle. The mean old man with the claws. He's decided to cross over out of films into our reality. You're going to have to make a choice. Choice? What kind of choice? Whether or not you're willing to play Nancy one last time. Ever play in the pack. Like the super gross. Talk about that set dressing. Like at the very end where the snakes and there's fire and no, I was like, this is, that would be my literal night. I have a recurring nightmare where I fall into a pit of snakes. And that movie is what brought me into a final, actually realizing I could probably handle Freddy Krueger. Um, I watched that movie with a friend of mine. I think my cousin, he's really obsessed with horror movies, especially Freddy Krueger. And it was, I liked how it was like outside of itself. However, you might say that like a movie within the movie. Okay, like I guess I was thinking of something else. Heather Langenkamp was playing herself. Robert yeah. played himself, but then Freddy was coming into reality. It was, and Heather had a son and it was Michael Hughes from uh, like kindergarten cop, you know, boys have, penis and girls have a vagina he was the like and he's on he's on tiktok now and is he on tiktok i've been following him on instagram i didn't know like and sometimes i uh, like he does these little like chats on instagram and sometimes i'll get he stitched a video where somebody said that the playground that they built for that movie for new nightmare that he still has it and he says i don't know what you're talking about but then he was on the playground from the movie as an adult so i was like oh he does have it which one was the the one i think it was a reboot where he was all like the burn it wasn't robert england that played yeah that was the reboot yeah yeah gross yes 2009 yeah 2009-2010 oh so awful there was so much wrong with that reboot. Yeah. It sounds like they're trying to reboot the franchise, both franchises now again. Um, Do you see how much I love my best friend? He's my background on my computer. <laughs> She's obsessed with me. Wow. So obsessed. 
um, but yeah, it, it, we're we're having so much fun with like doing these Halloween themed episodes now, and so the slasher films. We're um, we started off with. I'm gonna, we're going to do a uh, Scream Queen ones. Scream Scream Queens one for me. I'm hoping to have you back for Stephen. Um, we'll have to figure that one out. Uh, and I'm also going to let Lisa take over one with some of the more obscureish horrors, especially from our 80s and 90s that I may like not have. Sleepaway Camp. Have you ever seen that, Stephen? Uh, yeah. That, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that the original that ending, right? Shooketh. Yeah, yeah, to so, the core, to the core. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll just keep you on standby because maybe you'll be fun to just come and like help educate me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never seen them? There's a lot of horror movies. I didn't really. I wasn't big into horror movies until after I saw Scream. He's and then not I was, one of us. And not for I wasn't time. either, but like I will go back and watch them all. Says the I'm person like, that cut to an hour ago was like, I've never seen Hellraiser. <laughs> I've never seen what? But you will. Hellraiser. Yeah, now I will. Yeah. The book was really good. But There's a book? Yeah. Do you know who Clive Barker is? Yeah. How did I know that this is a book? I'm slow. <laughs> Catch up, man. I know. The books are always. Yeah. It's cliche, well, Clive, always better. Clive Barker is twisted. If you, he's the one that did Hellraiser, right? Yeah, yep. He's the one that wrote not, the. It's a short story. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> um, the untamed. The untamed put your character. put your struggle bus in park for a minute. <laughs> the un but, the, something the the hellbound heart or something like that. That's a very good. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And so uh, is Midnight Meat Train with Bradley, Hoop Bradley Cooper. Hooper. Bradley Hooper. <laughs> um, that is also a Clive Barker story. The Books of Blood. Um, well, those, those are that's be actually a trilogy of books, um, which is how I got my start into Clive Barker. He writes some of the most crazy shit. Like, offensive, like just crazy like not offensive like racially you yeah. know not race not that kind of offensive but just like weird sexual horror is some of his yeah it's very interesting i highly recommend it i highly recommend anything by Clyde stephen Parker. king's gotten that way before too sometimes and i'm like yes it yes does not show it in the movies but there's but a there it child is. orgy. <laughs> like, but yeah, so that's going to be our Halloween kind of wrap up for this. So we got the Scream Queens, the horror movies like that, and then Hocus Pocus 2. I love that. The, the horror movies like that. <laughs> I didn't know how to describe it because I'm letting her come up with the theme for that one because. All right. I guess I'll yeah. do some work anyway so yeah thanks again sir stephen rice for of taking course. time out of your schedule of course um it's always a pleasure to chat with you and catch up likewise thanks so, for having me and i'm so talk excited about random horror movie fun facts that i have in my brain it's the best those are the I'm best also, though i'm also excited sorry please no go ahead 
I'm just also excited that there's going to be some more Murder Mondays coming up. Yes. People suck. But yeah, so anyway, uh, Lisa and I love having you, and we will definitely be having you back probably for some more of these Halloween episodes. We'll here yeah. for it. Especially Scream Queens. I feel like he's definitely got to be here for Scream Queens. Oh, yeah. I am. And I'm so curious to see. I don't want to go too much into it because I know the OG Scream Queens, but also like newer Scream Queens. I have a few that I think are going to stay in the testament of time. Right on. Right on. I don't want to jinx it, but I hope they do. <laughs> like it's, right. hopefully, hopefully the career doesn't tank and they never make movies again. It's <laughs> been right. known to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All and right. Bestie and producer Lisa, thank you again. Always. I could do this all day long. Yeah, you're welcome. This and true crime all day long. All day or day. Facts. Yes. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on tonight. I love it. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go sleep now. Same. (laughs) Go to bed, Stephen. (laughs) Yes. Thank you all so much. Yes, thank you. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. All right, all right, all right. Thanks again for listening. Uh, it was pretty interesting to um, talk about Freddy Krueger. Uh, he was really kind of one of the most terrifying creatures, monsters, whatever, in my childhood in the 80s, of the 80s for me. He's a weird reminder of the 80s in a weird way, a dark part of the 80s, but also a very safe part of the 80s. And I know how weird that sounds. This is what it's like inside my head. Um, also, a little bit of a tidbit, I just have to say. Wasn't that just amazing how like, the, um, no, you hang up, no, you hang up, no, you hang up moment between me, Lisa, and uh, Stephen on how we were going to try and end that chat. It was just really fun and noticeable as I was finishing that edit. That uh, was kind of fun. Just kind of shows the amazing time you get to have while recording these podcasts and stuff with friends and getting to converse about these interesting memories and knowledge and uh, lessons learned. It's just interesting. Um, The things that become part of you that you get to share in stories. And yeah, so interesting that horror movies are part of my uh, being but it's also interesting because that's a very interesting point when Stephen mentioned that there is a queer uh, history in there, like undertone, uh, when you actually research that. So, yeah, fantastic to relate to a lot of things. Again, thank you so much. Uh, don't forget to like us, uh, subscribe. <laughs> you know all the cliches that you got to say on these. Um, it just truly really is amazing if you follow and subscribe, if you enjoy what we're doing, if you enjoy this. I really do appreciate it. Um, it's a lot of fun doing this. Uh, you know I say um a lot. I really do. I'm working on it, and I'm this is who I am, I guess. And I have... Anyway. <sighs> This has been fun to talk about Freddie and Jason. Thank you. And I am excited to talk more. We've got the Scream Queens coming. We've got 
I believe Evil Dead and some other killer clown stuff. It's going to be weird because there's some that I've never seen that we're going to talk about. Uh, and yeah, so plenty to go. Yeah. Any other things that you think of that are nostalgic from the 80s and 90s that you think I might have some interesting stories about? Or Lisa might let us know. Remember, we're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Uh, I'm on TikTok. Lisa's on TikTok. We're on all of them. Uh, and of course, thank you again, Sir Stephen, for joining us. It was so amazing to have you. It was amazing. Don't forget to follow his podcast, Sunshine Stephen, uh, and his him and his husband's uh, murder mass murder podcast, uh, and that is Murder Mondays. They are available wherever you get your podcasts. So. Thank you again, and we will talk to you later.